Hello everyone, and welcome to an exclusive podcast brought to you by VJ Hemong. Today, we are excited to be talking about the latest immunotherapies for B-cell acute lymphoblastic leukemia presented at the ASH 2021 annual meeting. Join us as Nitin Jane from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center in Houston presents pivotal data from various clinical trials investigating novel antibody drug conjugates and CAR T-cell therapies. To begin, Dr. Jane describes preliminary results from the Phase 1-2 trial of ADCT-602, an antibody drug conjugate composed of an anti-CD22 antibody. At this ASH meeting, uh, we are reporting data for the first time for uh, ADCT-602, which is a CD22-targeting antibody drug conjugate for relapse of refractory PLL. There is currently already an approved CD22 antibody drug conjugate for relapsed refractory BLL, which is inotuzumab. And inotuzumab is bind to a toxin called colichomycin, which can cause VOD. So um, with the ADCT602, the toxin payload is different. It's PPD, pyrobenzodiazepine, which does not have VOD signal in the studies which have been reported so far. So we designed this study at MD Anderson, and now we have one other site open as well. We have treated adult patients with relapsed refractory BLL with this regimen. It's a phase one dose escalation study, where initially we tested every three week schedule of the drug. What we realized from the PK analysis is that the drug did not last three weeks. So then we have to amend the study to make it a weekly dose level schedule. So the study right now is ongoing at the weekly dose level schedule. We are in the dose escalation phase. We're starting to see some evidence of clinical activity, including one patient which we highlighted in our abstract, a patient who had failed two prior bone marrow transplant, patient who had failed a CAR T-cell therapy, many other chemotherapy regimen, and the patient has now achieved MRD negative remission, ongoing remission, six months plus on therapy. So overall, you know, the study continues to accrue. We hope to finish the phase one part in the next six months to one year, and then depending on that, a phase two part will begin. Next up, he presents safety and efficacy data of PB-CAR-0191, an allogeneic CD19-directed CAR-T cell therapy in BALL. So at this ASH meeting, we're reporting data on precision bio CD19 allogeneic off-the-shelf CAR for patients with relapsed refractory BLL. So the field of CAR-T has expanded greatly, and already we have approved autologous CAR-T product for these patients. The, one of the cons, uh, issues with autologous CAR-T products is that you have to collect the cells from the patient, you have to generate the CARs, which takes time, and then obviously then you have to infuse the cells back to the patient. But during that delay, which could be three to four weeks for some patients or longer, the patients could progress or they can get sicker from infection issues. So if you have an allogenic product which is off the shelf, you can give the product to the patients right away. So that's the advantage of an allogenic product. So Precision Biosciences has developed this uh, CAR-T product with what is called an ARCUS gene editing technology where they knock out the T-cell receptor to prevent GVHD and at the same site they insert the CD19 CAR. So for this ASH meeting we are reporting data on 15 patients with relapsed refractory adult ALL who received a median of five prior lines of therapy. So these patients received lymphodepletion with fludarabine cyclophosphamide and then they received a dose of CAR T-cells. Now different doses of CAR T cells were studied and different lymphodepletion regimens were studied in this, uh, in this trial. So in kind of in summary picture, what we found is that if you increase the intensity of the lymphodepletion, so give more cyclophosphamide, more number of days of fludarabine, or you increase the amount of CAR T you're giving to the patient. When either of those two approaches are done, 
you see a more peak expansion of the CAR-T and more persistence of the CAR-T, which is leading to more patients achieving remission. So among the 15 patients, nine patients received either higher doses of CAR-T or higher doses of lymphodepletion. And among those nine patients, we saw seven achieved a complete remission or complete remission with incomplete counter-recovery, and five of these patients were MRD negative as well. And then some of these patients were able to go to an allogenic stem cell transplant. Uh, we did see uh, grade one or two cytokine release syndrome, but no patient had grade three or higher cytokine release syndrome. We did see some patients with ICANS, neurotoxicity, grade one and two, and one patient had grade three neurotoxicity, which lasted for about two days. So overall, I think the regimen from the uh, cytokine release syndrome and ICANS perspective was well tolerated, and we are seeing some early evidence of efficacy with these either higher lymphodepletion uh, doses or higher doses of the CAR-T itself. And finally, Dr. Jane goes through preliminary findings of the open-label phase 1 trial of UCAR-T22, an anti-CD22 allogeneic CAR-T cell therapy. At this ASH meeting, we are reporting preliminary data for a trial with this drug called uh, CAR-T called UCAR-22, which is off-the-shelf allogenic C22 targeting CAR for adult patients with relapsed refractory BLL. So this CAR-T product uh, has a knockout of T-cell receptor, which allows it to be an allogenic product to prevent graft-versus-host disease. And these cells are derived from healthy donor T-cells. But uniquely, this product also has a knockdown of CD52, which allows LM2zumab to be used as part of lymphodepletion. So at the last ASH meeting, we had reported data, early data, with the use of fludarabine and cyclophosphamide as lymphodepletion. And what we saw was that uh, patients' host T-cells were not adequately suppressed with fludarabine cyclophosphamide, and we didn't really see much expansion of the CARs. So we amended the study to allow alemtuzumab to be added to fludarabine and cyclophosphamide. Now with this regimen, we have now treated several patients, and what we see specifically is that the host T-cells are depleted much longer with that regimen. We also saw that we are seeing CAR-T expansion for some of these patients. And in fact, the two patients who had very nice CAR-T expansion also are the ones where we saw significant reduction in the bone marrow blast count to less than 5%, significantly implying that there is some clinical activity we are seeing for these patients. So at this time, this trial, again, continues to accrue patients. It's a dose escalation study. We have just completed a dose level two, and we are now moving to the next dose level, which is 5 million uh, cells per kilogram, along with the FC alemtuzumab uh, lymphodepletion. Thank you to our speakers and to you for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review and subscribe on your favorite podcast app, including Apple, Podbean and Spotify so we can continue to deliver our expert-led content directly to you. Follow us on Twitter at VJHemonk to join in the conversation and visit VJHemonk.com for the latest updates in the field.